Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Always look forward to having Lisa Lanier on this program. She's the official attorney of it. This will be a bit personal, this very first segment of this very first part of it, because my wife has asked to slip in a special story I didn't even prepare Lisa on. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Hey, what, what's the A-Train got for me? She, she got something good. She is all over this. Uh, it's hard to ignore. This murder story in South Carolina. Oh, I love this story. I'm all over it, too. <laughs> well, legally. Do you, do you have insight we don't know about? What can you tell? I mean, there, it's got so many facets to it. We haven't even have enough time to cover it. But the latest is this guy attempted his own suicide. He botched it. He had somebody shoot him. He wasn't shot or, or it grazed him, and then they called 911. So he's in some trouble. If you're his lawyer, are you going to do what the lawyer does, which is say, oh, he's addicted to opioids? And he, you can yeah, get in trouble, I right. guess, for faking your own suicide or for attempting your own suicide and then not going through with it. Tell us all about what you know about this case. Absolutely, absolutely. And that is he's already checked himself into rehab for opioid abuse. But here's the deal. So this goes back. There's so much murder and intrigue and stuff tied to these people goes back to 2018 when their 20-year housekeeper, been there for 20 years, Gloria Satterfield, died in their home. They said that she fell and uh, you know hit her head or something, but there was no autopsy. There was no coroner. There was a death certificate that somehow somebody came up with that said that she died of natural causes, which a fall is not natural causes, so mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now, then it gets even more weird because the guy, the... Alex Murdahl, the, the patriarch of the family, he in, somehow got one of his buddies to file a supposedly wrongful death lawsuit on behalf of the housekeeper's family, and he settled it for half a million dollars that went to his buddies at the bank, and her family never saw a penny of it. Yep. And they are now suing for wrongful death and saying that was all a sham. Then his son, who was murdered in June, he was in trouble for a 2019 fatal boating accident where uh, he was allegedly intoxicated, crashed the boat, and killed somebody. So he was already facing charges related to that. Then Paul, who crashed the boat, and the mother were found dead in their home by the patriarch, Alex Murdaugh, mm-hmm. called 911. They're murdered in the home. This guy is, he is the head of a family with this 100-year-old law firm, they are uber wealthy in a very poor uh, area. It's outside of Charleston, but it's not in Charleston proper. And the the idea is, you know, they could do anything they wanted. They were the judges, they, you know, in their pockets. They were law enforcement in their pockets. Apparently could do anything they wanted. He was embezzling money. He's already admitted to that. Embezzling mm-hmm. money from his law firm. He has had to surrender his law license. They've revoked that and suspended that indefinitely. It's incredible how much. But other than that. <laughs> then, then, then he hires a guy. So then he says, look, he says, look, my, so much has happened. You know, I want to I want to escape that. I want to commit suicide. But he said, look, my $10 million life insurance policy has a suicide clause. It will not pay. So he's like, I've got to get somebody to kill me. Mm-hmm. So he hires this guy named Curtis. 
And he take they go out on a rural road, and he's like, Curtis, shoot me in the head. <laughs> and so Curtis shoots him in the head, but he botches it, and he doesn't kill him. He's only in the hospital for two days, <laughs> and he's, then, then he's got even more trouble because now he's tried to commit insurance fraud and yep. fake his own death. You'll be fine. So, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's just crazy. Well, my two – throughout history, I have found Curtis's to be unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so a couple of things we've noted on this. One, there are dead people everywhere, but the cops say no one's in danger. There's no threat to the public. We know right. this is all inside the house. So the good people of South Carolina are safe. Yes. And uh, right. Biggie was saying earlier, can you imagine coming home from work as this guy, the housekeeper's dead, and you have to say, which one of you all killed this housekeeper? Now, right. I've, I've got to clean this up. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. It's going to cost me a lot and now, of money. And now who's going to clean it up? Now who's going to clean exactly. it up because the housekeeper's dead? Let me ask you a serious question about it, though. I mean, it, there's so much crime and murder and like she said they basically run the whole town and they're incredibly wealthy but my question is i mean it's one thing to kill your wife do you think this guy killed his wife and his son uh, or do you think he's the one that had that done because he found them dead in the house that, is that what the suspicion is among the people well, who watch the case that's what i was thinking just because i mean you hear about husbands and wives killing each other all yeah, the time you do but but to kill, right. to kill your own son you know, to get him well, out and there's a, there's actually another death that's being investigated tied to them. So there is a guy named Stephen Smith, 19 year old, who was killed not far from their home in a hit and run, mm-hmm. and he, he was walking. And apparently, whatever happened, the police say that based on information that they collected while they were investigating the Paul and uh, Maggie murders, the the son and and wife, they uncovered evidence that suggested that there was foul play involved in Stephen Smith. And Stephen Smith's mother came out and said, look, that's absolutely right. She said, I've always known it was foul play. He came out as gay. This was a hate crime that was committed against him, and he was best friends with these people. Yeah. Uh, The rumor, my wife says, that the speculation is that the other son that is surviving, Buster, was having uh, relations, sexual relations with this guy. The guy came out as gay, and they killed him to keep Buster's secret hmm. that he is gay inside i mean it is there's so much stuff going on with this crew it's crazy and my wife listens to podcasts and watch tv about it all the time she does i mean she's she's schooling me on this stuff as we're sitting there i'm just like i just want to watch law and order and friends can mm-hmm. i just and she just <laughs> over and she's like can we watch ted lasso you exactly. thank you ted lasso. thank you yeah. today's yeah. ted lasso day they drop <laughs> a new one I, I gotta go home and watch That's ted right. lasso. <laughs> get, get, cleanse myself Now, there's a lawsuit today, I just saw it today, out of Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Very interesting. The father of a seven-year-old girl, Michigan schoolgirl, whose hair was cut by an educator without her parents' permission, has filed a $1 million lawsuit against the school district, against a librarian, and against a teacher's assistant. Apparently, they just felt that this girl's hair was too long or a distraction or whatever, so they got scissors and cut the hair. I think they had already said, you need to cut her hair. Nobody did. So they took it upon themselves to cut the hair. Now, that's wrong in every possible way. Is it worth a million dollars? How do you proceed in this? What are your thoughts here, Lisa? Well, so there's a little bit of of a caveat. The family actually did take her. So on the bus, another child Mm -hmm. took some scissors out and cut a piece of the girl's hair up in the front. Mm -hmm. And this girl had this beautiful, like, these tight, long curls Mm -hmm. just flowing all around her face, blonde um, really, really pretty hair. Yes. But this kid took a big chunk out of the front. Mm-hmm. So the family took her to a hair salon, and the hair salon tried to give her this bi- this sort of uh, bi-level cut to kind of make it, to hide it, to mm-hmm. disguise it. Yes. So she was had gone to see a professional. She goes back to school, 
and and she's biracial and all these other people are white and i these these white folks i guess you know didn't think her hair looked good or whatever and they cut it again and then and now she really looks terrible i mean because the before and after pictures of this child are, are terrible she had that beautiful hair and now the front of it all the way back to her crown just about it's just scalped i mean it looks ridiculous and then she's got like the long the long curly hair like mm. bozo in the back it's really bad looking why who so, thinks ever that this is a good let me cut this yeah. kid's hair you know i mean who does yeah. that why in the well, world yeah and at first yeah. when i heard the story i was like no way there's mm. you know so they cut a little hair whatever they were just trying to even it up but then i saw the photos <laughs> and i do think maybe there's a racial component to it because i don't think they you know i mean just differences ethnic differences in hair i don't think white people really got it that this that she had had it styled and it was you know and they were trying to make it look like they wanted it to look socially conforming to mm-hmm. their norms so i do think that there was I think that at first I thought, no way, no way, until I saw the pictures, and it's crazy what they did to this kid. How about the, uh, the, the dollar amount? Is that too high? I think it's a little high, yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's a little high, but I think, I think ultimately I think the school system will probably end up settling with them. They've mm-hmm. disciplined all these people involved. They didn't fire anybody, but mm-hmm. they kind of wrote them all up, and well, the librarian that did it got a last chance, like, you know, one more strike and you're out kind of thing in her file. Well, so. do, do you think the librarian and the teacher's assistant, is it possible their heart was in the right place where they said, oh, you don't look right, let me fix Even it? it up. Yeah, and then they just screwed it up. Yeah, I, I suppose, but it was really, I mean, who thinks about even daring to cut somebody's kid's hair? Yeah. I yeah. would never, yeah. No, exactly, that's my thing. How old was the girl? Seven. Yeah. How's she feeling about Seven. it? Has she said anything? Oh, terrible. You should see the little the little face in the picture where oh. they're trying, you know, she just, she looks very dejected. I know, and she had great hair. Mm. I mean, like you she said. She had beautiful hair. She had this beautiful, yeah. beautiful hair. Beautiful hair, and yeah. then one little kid cuts one piece, and then look what's happened from it. Well, Plus, you know, awkward going forward. As the oldest person in the room, you know, I went to a Catholic school from K through eight, mm-hmm. and the rules were very strict for the boys. The girls had—I don't know what kind of restrictions the girls had, but the boys' hair could not touch your collar, and mm-hmm. you had to have a collared shirt mm-hmm. and necktie. Yeah. So the, the hair could not touch your collar, and it could not touch your eyebrows. Well, Miss Hanscom, <laughs> fifth grade. Yeah. She cut Tim McGranahan's hair. Did she in the classroom and Mark O'Brien's hair? She did. And did anybody say a word? Not a word. Not a word. That's, you know, those days. Not a word. Right off the collar and right over the eyebrows. Right over the eyebrows. Come here, O'Brien. What, they wouldn't look like they wouldn't look like the Beatles. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Take you right out. Come here, Ringo. Snip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody said word Nobody one. Nobody said it. word one. No, you don't even think about it. Today, you do not cut hair. Lawsuit City. Uh, yeah, that's right. You do not cut hair. Speaking of Lawsuit City, uh, we might all be in line for a class action lawsuit. If you have bought chicken at any point in your life over the last 12 years chicken chicken the most popular meat on the planet that's the one baked grilled fried does it matter doesn't matter someone has realized that big chicken has conspired to limit supplies to keep the price of chicken up so now those companies have to pay out a total of 181 million dollars and to qualify to get a piece of that you have to prove that you have bought chicken between December of last year and 2009. <laughs> okay. Will a bucket at a picnic suffice? But you, don't, but you don't have to prove it. You do not have to prove you it. All have you prove. have to do is say that you did it. Say that you bought it. Uh, well, if you go to overchargedforchicken.com, you can say that you bought chicken in the past 12 years and you'll get a piece of this lawsuit. What, what kind of payday do you think you can expect, Lisa? On a buck thirty-nine, maybe. <laughs> that. That's what I thought, yeah. Take what I can get. Yeah. A nugget's worth. You know, it, also, it says that... You have to have bought chicken in one of 23 states. 
Do you know, Lisa, please list the 23 states in which, <laughs> do you know where it, this is? And, and is this really true? They're going to wind up paying out all that money to people who have bought chicken? Yeah, so they've already entered into a settlement. So it settled for $181 million. So now it's just about getting people to come forward and say that they were in a grieved party and become a part of it. And they'll, then based on how many people, less costs and attorney's fees, they'll divvy it all up. And if a lot of people come forward, that's why I said it's not going to be, you know, be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, where we have a lot of listeners, that is one of the states that you can uh, claim it. And it's only about um, seven producers. You might have heard of uh, Pilgrim's Pride or Tyson Foods. Those are popular mm-hmm. um, in uh, this area. And uh, so it's these specific. And what they apparently did, what they were accused of doing, was that they got together and came up with, uh, this kind of price gouging scheme to limit the supply to keep the prices up, and it was it was a violation allegedly of antitrust laws and consumer protection laws, and they they're not admitting wrongdoing in the settlement, but you know, 181 million dollars later, they're you know it's done. <laughs> just throw it out some money, take your check. That's just being investigated in the beef thing. I just told you uh, about the beef thing, ago. same thing. So so it sounds like it sounds like to me like they choke the chicken <laughs> supply. <laughs> Oh yeah. my, I think they did choke the chicken supply. They did. Yeah. Bring your checkbook, big chicken. <laughs> well, Kelly, you got a receipt from yesterday, don't you? Is oh, it like yours out to cash, Kelly? Let me tell you something. I can go to my car right now and find receipts from probably the last 12 Cup years. Cup holder under the seat. Just, uh, yes, yes. I would like it right now, and I think I should lead the way. Damn would you right. like Would you like payment in kind, or would you like cash? Payment in kind. That's what I want. Payment in kind. From Pilgrim's Pride. You want a fryer? I want a fryer. I want a fryer. Bird? A whole fryer. Right now, I want a whole fryer cleaned and plucked, and let's get it out here. I was surprised at this story. We're in the middle of Lawyer Up with Lisa Lanier. She joins us every week at this time, our official attorney from Southern California. I was really surprised at the outcome of this. A couple who had a gender reveal party last year, they were charged with 30 crimes because their gender reveal party caused one of these terrible California wildfires. Mm. You know, they did something. They used. Is this the Tannerite? The Tannerite, exactly. So they. They wound up burning 22,000 acres across two counties. This fire was started a year ago, San Bernardino County, California. One firefighter was killed while burnt, you know, trying to fight the, the course of putting flames, out the fire. Putting out the fire. So now they're on the hook for is it murder or is it manslaughter? I mean, they really connected the dots here that the couple who started the fire are going to be charged with the manslaughter because the fireman dies fighting the fire. I was a bit surprised that they connected the dots like that, Lisa. Can you explain? Oh, yeah. So they it, they definitely were able to figure out where the fire originated. And these folks admitted that they ignited this smoke bomb thing that went off in the color of, you know, for the gender reveal. Mm-hmm. And they have been charged with over 30 crimes. They're facing 20 years each in prison. And it's a uh, felony involuntary manslaughter in the death of the firefighter, along with all sorts of other charges related to causing the fire, reckless. Uh, actions, you know, that cause the fire. And so mm. they basically, this is a big thing. You know, if you live in California in one of these areas that is prone to these fires, you know better. You don't ignite anything. You know, you don't flick a cigarette butt. You don't, I mean, because it will literally turn into this, you know, this El Dorado fire mm-hmm. consumed 22,000 acres across two counties. It's terrible. And people who live out there know that it is that, the environment is just so brittle. It does not rain for months at a time. It's incredibly arid. And they just know better. And so these folks, you know, this is and these gender reveals have a history in uh, in recent years of causing all kinds of accidents. They're doing them from airplanes and causing crashes and all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's just 
it's sort of absurd the lengths that people go to mm-hmm. to do these gender reveals. I know. Mm. I'm one of the few that's pro gender reveal. The others on this program don't like them. I went to a gender reveal party, my first, about three or four years ago, and I really enjoyed it. I thought this is fun because there, mm. Lisa, there was gambling. There was. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, I wore a pink shirt and got it right, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, so I, at that point flipped over to like okay i'm all right with these gender reveals do you think my big question i think you've already answered do people know that doing something like this could land them in jail for 20 years you think it's fair that if they let's say they got 25 years in prison is that fair for just making that mistake and and causing that i mean certainly they would never want to or intentionally burn twenty-two thousand acres do you think that the the punishment fits the crime you know i don't know that they'll get the 20 years they face up to 20 years okay. so first they may you know, they may get less than that. But, you know, in any of this sort of reckless behavior that causes the death of someone like, mm-hmm. drunk, you know, drunk drivers that hit people and kill them, they usually get pretty stiff sentences. Maybe not the full max 20 years in this case, um, because I think it was less intentional than, yeah. you know, getting behind the wheel after you've had too much to drink. But yeah. um, but they'll get they'll get some time. I mean, it, it may plea out to yeah. something, you know, lesser. Well, you mm-hmm. know, we've heard of in California where somebody's driving a car, their their wheel, their tire blows out. They keep on driving. A spark from their rim of their tire causes a fire and thousands of acres are consumed. It's unbelievable. It sounds like this kid's not going to have parents yeah. for a little while, though. Mm. It does. Whoever, oh, whoever, that's a good whoever, point. Whoever was revealed. <laughs> Man, wait a, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, they revealed... uh, unless the court is nice. I don't know if they can do this or not, Lisa. If the court is nice enough and say... All right, each of you gets eight years, and mm. mom does the first eight, and dad does <laughs> their eight. So no, I don't think they'll do that. They'll send them to grandma and grampies. Yeah. Oh, I would offer that. Or become a ward of the state if they don't have family. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Would you want your wife to do the first eight or the second eight? <laughs> I'd first eight. I'd go first eight. <laughs> you want, no, the, you no, want the diapers but no, not the drama? No, you're right. Give me second eight. I'll, the drama. I'll, I'll do the first eight and get it out of the way. You, you do the teen drama? Yeah, I'll do teen drama. You, you take it. <laughs> the I'm teens good. and tweens? I'm good at teen drama. They say, can I do this? I say, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. So far, it's been pretty smooth. <laughs> and there's, a, there's an update in the Rod Stewart case. We talked about this once before. Rod Stewart punched a security guy at a hotel in Florida on New Year's Eve. Lisa actually sent me the video. This is fun to watch Rod hobble around and hit some It's guy. really fun. It's really fun. <laughs> His little drunk ass dancing around. Yeah, yeah. He's I was shocked how much dancing he was doing. He was doing a lot of dancing. There was yeah. a lot of dancing leading up to this punch. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. boxing dancing? Or no, like, no, just like, like dancing. Like, dancing. Yeah. And like I just picked, hey, love. Yeah. Just grooving on everybody. You're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, Rod's getting up there, and he's got some moves. And then he hits the guy. Six years old. Yeah. Six years old. Yeah. So what? I posted the video on my Instagram for Linear Law Group. It's a very funny video. I suggest you watch it. It, He he dances for a long time before the altercation. He dances all around the check-in table and he goes up and does some kind of little twist thing to the shoulders of the person sitting there. And Mm. he's just crazy. But he punched a guy and they got an altercation. This is a couple years ago now. What has the judge done? The judge has delayed it again, right? The results. Well, so what has happened is, so you know, it was Rod Stewart. It was also his 44-year-old son, and they got into this altercation because there was a private party going on at at this um, upscale hotel, and they wanted to crash it, and the security guards would not let them. And uh, they, first of all, the the son pushed the security guard, and then um, the then that's when Rod just he walks over, just kind of calmly walks over and just really gut punches the guy <laughs> and uh, knocks him. I mean, knocks him down. I mean, he's yeah. got he packs a punch. But so they've entered into and it's all on video. There are all these witnesses. I mean, it was a slam dunk for the prosecution. So Rod and his son have entered into a guilty plea arrangement, 
And so what has happened now is that the trial date has been postponed, and instead they're going to have it will plea, the plea deal will be heard in court, uh. and we'll find out what he has agreed to. He was facing up to a year in jail, uh, probation, and a $1,000 fine, so it'll be something less than that. And uh, but, but they went ahead and entered a guilty plea, and they should. I mean, it was yeah. planned up. Well, maybe Rod could do the first six months, and his son could do the next <laughs> year. Right. <laughs> the day making plan. Why not? You, you know, do it that way. It's Rod. I like it, Dave. If you're, if you're a couple or a father-son doing something like that, yeah, you do have. I'll Don't do make that. the kids suffer. Is, is he a knight? Is he Sir Rod Stewart? I think he, he is. is. I think he, he is, so. yeah. He is. Boy, he can punch, too. He's got it. Well, he's a former soccer oh, hooligan. Is. Yeah, that's right. He, he got it going yeah, on. He's fit. Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Fantastic, as always. LanierLawGroup.com or HireHeavyweight.com if you need any legal expertise. She's got it for you. We're off next week, Lisa. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Have a great vacation. Bye. Thank you. There she goes.